Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Side Quest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And uh, we got a few things to talk about today. We, we were both a little let down by uh, uh, the Capcom countdown timer. Yeah. Uh, uh, s- since last we met, there was a countdown timer that was like a week or, or, or I guess like two weeks. It was a long time. Yeah. And it was like, hey, there's a timer. And we're like, oh, shit. What does this mean? And there were so many rumors, people leaking things and false leaks and all this stuff. And it was just Street Fighter Six. For for me and BJ, it's not the biggest news because like we're not the biggest Street Fighter fans. So we're just yeah, like, I, oh, okay. I haven't played since four. Yeah, I I didn't really I didn't play five. And the, the time that I actually was like, you know, I might try Street Fighter Five. I saw uh, that was when they started adding le- real life advertisements to it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I want to play Street Fighter Five anymore. I think five is the reason that I won't play six. Um, but as I said before the podcast, everybody should go check out the new King of Fighters because it looks fucking awesome and it probably won't disappoint you. It looks really good. Like, this is... Dude, Xbox needs to put out Killer Instinct because they're they yeah. are losing the fighting game genre. Yeah, Very hard. Definitely. But uh, And it's I, weird because I feel like they have the best infrastructure to run fighting games. They got the best D-pad. Like, the system... UI seems to be faster on the Xbox, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I know. I know. Phil Spencer's talked about it a bit, where he's like, like he even said, like, look, I don't want to say the words "Killer Instinct" because fans will take everything I say, like, and you know, try to figure out what I mean. And it's like, mm-hmm. look, I want to do it, but as it is right now, we just can't. But we're like, we're looking to be like, can we find a team? Can we do this? Like, what's the thing? So I think that there's definitely a want for it. I it but I kind of I agree with them where it's like Killer Instinct happened, like the reboot, it, like it shouldn't have, yeah. And then it happened and it was great, but like I think yeah you'd have to get the right team behind it, people who love Killer Instinct, love fighting games, and love that style, and then go from there, because yeah I think, yeah it it needs it needs a lot of love and care, which uh, Guilty Gear Strive and now King of Fighters 15 look like they're getting. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is just like everything these fans want in a fighting game. Again, I'm not a fighting game fan, so King of Fighters 15 could be getting like the, a shitstorm of, of bad PR in the fans. I don't know. But it looks really pretty, and it seems like it runs really well. I'll probably pick it up later, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to play that one, and I think it's going to get a lot of new fans just because Terry was in Smash now. Yeah. So... But yeah, so there's going to be more news for Street Fighter 6 in the summer. So right now it's just a little teaser with a bearded Ryu. You which... know, one thing I hated about that countdown clock was that it had the same like font as Resi. the art. Yeah, the Resident Evil engine, uh, like UI stuff, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's got to be Resident Evil something." And I was like, "Revelations three, finally!" And it's like, "Nope, here's Ryu." I my my thing too is <clears throat> I don't like the logo, like the the very minimal S. F and then a little six beside it. Yeah, it's it's definitely the weakest Street Fighter logo I've ever seen. Like, and it, it reminds me of when like Mortal Kombat went from like Mortal Kombat X and everything was like just basic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when a lot of these games decided to do like the simplistic logos. Like to me, Street Fighter should be this loud and proud like homage to the '80s like kung fu movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like up until this game, all the all the like logos for street fighter games have all been like that street fighter, fire punch yeah. like font like sort street of fighter 5's logo game was ass but the logo was fire yeah it's amazing <laughs> literally fire 
Like, and even even the arcade edition or like the new editions had like like that that word like arcade edition was even kind of cool. And this one's just SF six. Yeah, and I'm just like, eh. That in itself doesn't give me much confidence. I th- I think I think they're that I think what it shows they're gonna try to do something new. So we'll see what that means. But uh I just had a really terrible idea. What's that? Instead of advertisers, NFTs. Oh fuck. You can get this fucking monkey on reuse glove. <laughs> and you're the only one who can have it. Woo-hoo. I fucking hate that shit, bro. Anyway, Street Fighter Six, uh, it's been announced. It's coming out. It, I don't know when it's coming out. More details will be in the summer. We'll keep an eye on it, I guess, because I do want to see like how they evolve from five. Because five had a lot of problems. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping that they they listen to feedback and we're really like, all right, cool. But this kind of coincides with the the Capcom leak, right? Street Fighter Six was in that leak. And then a Street Fighter Six Arcade Edition and like shit like that. Yeah. So we at least know plans. And then I think what else, what else was in that league? Was Dragon's Dogma in there too, or was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was <clears throat> in there. And then there was Revelations Three, I think. So we have we have a good amount of like. <clears throat> so far, there's one thing that's correct about the leak. Mm-hmm. So we can probably kind of guess like, okay, so what what could be next, right? I I definitely think what whenever E3 time is is when these are gonna happen. Yeah. Um. Once we find once I find out what E three time is because it's not E three this year. It's gonna be everybody doing their own shit. Yeah. Again, I might just ask off the whole fucking month of June just to be like, all right, so I can sit and watch these things. Yeah. Because I I want to do a podcast on like the different ones. That'd um, be great. But we'll see. But yeah, I guess we'll get into the the nitty gritty. What have you? I mean, I know what you've been playing, but let the people know what you've been playing. <coughs> I've been playing a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles to prepare for our uh, spoiler review cast thing. Um, I beat the main story, and now I'm working through Future Connected, which is the extra story bit of that uh, HD version. And uh, so far, my favorite thing about it is that there are just like Nopon Boy Scouts around the world that you can recruit. And when you do, they just follow you in like a soldier like line. And then whenever you attack the smallest enemy, they just gang the fuck up on everything. And the uh, the chain attacks are replaced by um, Nopon like <laughs> curb stomps, and it's awesome. I I haven't gotten to that part yet. I actually have never played the extra story, so it'll be a first for me. But uh, I'm I'm playing through it as well, and uh, it, it's it's been really fun because. The, the last time I really played, because I didn't even play it when it came out on Switch. Like, I dabbled to be like, okay, good, it looks good, and moved mm-hmm. on. Because um, I played it on the Wii way back in the day. Yep. I played it on 3DS when that came out, when I got That's a new 3DS. That's the first platform yeah. I played it on. And then this is now the time where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do a replay again. And there's some stuff I forgot. But uh, there there's a lot that I'm like, oh, this game's still good. Yeah. And And, man, it looks good. It, it's definitely got that this is a game from 2009 or 2010 feel. Like, they're walking animations, so they kind of slide on the grass or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, all right. But the character models. The character models look great. look awesome. Um, I, I've been playing both docked and undocked, so I've been seeing on my regular TV and then on the OLED. The OLED, oh my gosh, bro. Yeah. The- There's so many lights and things, like... The Monado alone, when it glows blue, mm-hmm. is so satisfying to look at. It's it's really good, but I'm I'm currently at the point where Amelia is taking her little trial. Oh yeah, and uh, Ryan just fucked up, and we all dropped. 
Yeah. So what? I love that the scene after that is everybody just being like, fuck you, Ryan. Well, I like that everybody, even Charlotte's like, bro, really? Yeah. And, it, and he's like, well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> then Alvis is just there going like, oh, I'm, I'm just here. Yeah. Alvis is cool. His introduction was great. I do like Alvis, and I... Motherfucker just stole the Monado and was like, I can use it. It's yeah. like, how did you do that? He's like, it's a fucking sword, dog. Because he fucking <laughs> is the Monado. He's a blade. Yeah, I noticed, like, his little necklace thing, yeah. and I was like, ah. I didn't have that good resolution on the Wii where you could see that sort of thing. Yeah, well, because I, I saw it, I just, I just was, I was looking at it going, hell yeah. There's that, there's that connection. Yep. Um, you said the 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 extra story like future fragment whatever the fuck it's called, uh, it's more connected to two I guess. It's from I'm like I'm not super far into it, but I can see how it's tying it in because mm. it's like they're in the new world that they build, and then um, they're like, hey, some weird shit's happening over there. It looks like some sort of sky portal, and then nice, <laughs> yeah. So obviously sky portal. Sky Titan shit, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm actually very excited to get to two because I remember playing through uh like the opening sequence and going, okay, alright, this is fine. And then just fucking Rex. What? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't like him as a protagonist. That's that's gonna be very interesting to go back to. Cause like again, my love for Xenoblade is that like I like four I like three out of four. Which is definitive edition now because it's the definitive way to play. Uh, X and Torna, <laughs> and then two's there, and I, I understand why people like it, but it's just like, god dang it, come on. See, in two, there's an argument to be made that Rex is the least protagonist of all the characters. Then don't let me play as him. I mean, you don't have to play as him. I you do because to... every every no because every cutscene is Rex focused. This motherfucker is there every step of the way. But just from a story perspective, I consider it's Pyra and Mithra is the realistically I think. Well, that, but also like Jin to yeah. me feels like. Yeah, I mean it is his story, but it's like Rex has to be the guy. You yeah, know? like Rex. Rex. So Jin is Optimus Prime. Rex is Sam Whipwicky. Yeah, it's where it's like I'm coming to watch the really good, cool Transformer shit. Why am I watching this dork? <laughs> Which is ironic because there is a Transformer in that game. Yeah, but uh, a lot of them in X. <laughs> yeah, I think Rex is kind of like Harry Potter, where it's like but Harry Potter at least is the chosen one, cool guy. Well, yeah, and in a way, so is Rex. But like, okay, he, chosen one guy. He's such a nothing burger that you're supposed to be able to be like, okay, that's me in this world. He, you that, just experience everything through him. He, he is literally a plain burger with just ketchup. Yeah. Jin <laughs> is the full-ass American burger with, like, ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard, cheese, lettuce, onions. He's got bacon in that bitch. Yeah. Like, that. it's that thing where it's like... He's that, like that all-American Drake's burger with the beer cheese and mm, shit. We should go to Drake's. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, but, like, that's why I like Torna so much. Because every, every character, not just, like, Rex and, like... There's a couple of the blades where I'm like, eh, that's why I don't use you. But, like, every fucking character in Torna, I'm like, I like you. I like you. You're cool. This is fucking great. Like, Torna's awesome. I can't, yeah. that, that I'm not, I can't wait to get to. Whereas, like, fucking, 
Two, I know, because my brain isn't going to let me play Torna without playing two. Mm. I'm going to be like, fuck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles is great. I, I I miss this game, and I'm glad I'm running through it again. Cause... And it's it's come out through uh, some different, like, press releases and things on Nintendo's website that three is going to be, like, a dual protagonist type of thing. Good. So it's gonna be like a Sonic th- Adventure two. I think it's gonna it's gonna be a probably the the black haired <laughs> red coat guy, and then Mia, yeah the the cat girl yeah. So there you go, you weebs. So it's like two different parties, and I wonder if they're gonna do it like Dream Drop Distance, where you can just switch at any time, or like a Birth by Sleep situation, where you just pick a story and go for it. Yeah, because I know they intersect at points. I wonder if it's just gonna be like chapter by chapter. So like you play two chapters as one, you play two more as them, you do an, an, an interlude chapter, and then whatever. Yeah, like, like uh, I feel like that that would work better just because of how um, <clears throat> it's gonna be a long winded RPG. Yeah, I I could not imagine playing a like forty plus hour campaign and like, okay, there's one more. Yeah, fuck you. Hey, I'm all down for that, man. Any Xenoblade content, I will play until my fingers bleed. Well, my my thing with my thing with that is like I'm the type to burn out on RPGs heavily. I love them to death, but like that's why I love fucking remakes so much. Yeah, (laughs) FF Seven remake is like a good thirty hours, and you're like, if I want to do more, there is more. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just saying, you know what? Neat little bow, I'm done. I did it's absolutely great. everything that game had to offer. I got every piece of materia. Like I'm gonna do that for this one. I'm actually gonna go my way to get like all the summons, all the material. I'm gonna actually do enemy skills and shit. Nice. Like I'm gonna try to do everything I can. Um and then at, right before every chapter, take all the material out of everybody's shit so that way when I get split up, I can just go, okay, Aerith, you get this, 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 and this. <laughs> this Cause like there's moments in that game where I'm like, fuck, I don't have this material. God dang it. Yeah. <clears throat> it got to a point where like every one of my characters had a cure material always. No matter what, because I was like, I'm not gonna rely on potions. Yeah. I, so it was just like that. I think everybody had I know I know I made sure Tifa had like all of the like just strong materia. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm gonna let her just pummel the shit out of these guys. Yeah. Uh, all of her special attacks look amazing. Oh, it's a oh, dude. <clears throat> she starburst stream kick or whatever it is. She literally plays like a fighting game character, and it's so cool. Yeah. No, but uh, there are so many spinoffs <clears throat> they could make out of that game. By the way, like they have the a really solid foundation for a rhythm game. They got a fighting game they could make little like side stories. If they wanted to, they could make a visual novel with just these graphics. I mean, we're, we, we'll talk about it, too, because, like, Ever Crisis is supposed to come out this year. Yeah. Although I am very upset, though, because they said that, like, each each game... At least they said 7 was going to have, like, 10 chapters, but it's going to be released monthly. So seven's going to take almost a year to complete, and so it's going to be like, fucking hell. And then, like, they said Crisis Core is around the same, so it's going to be, like, two years to complete... Seven and then Crisis Core, and I'm like, what the fuck are they gonna do for before Crisis Dirge? And because there's no way Advent Children's gonna be ten fucking chapters. Yeah, that shit is gonna be short as fuck. Yeah, and I, then and I then definitely agree. Please rewrite Dirge of Cerberus. I think they have to, because that game is fucked. Yeah, I beat it, bro. Did I tell you that? You I did. Yeah, it did. Jesus Christ, I've never had a desire to play it. Don't. Maybe do it with Ever Crisis, but like, don't. <laughs> it's one of those games where I'm like, I could have gone my whole gaming career not doing it. Yeah. 
but no, we'll we'll see. But yeah, Xenoblade's great. Uh, have you played anything else, really? Uh, yes, I did a little bit of um, Retro City Rampage again. Nice. Uh, that's a really fun game. And then I've been watching a lot of stuff. Uh, I binged through all of um, Smiling Friends. I, I didn't get to w- get around to watching it. Is it is it great? I, I mean, it's exactly my brand of humor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that brand of humor that Matt and that crew doesn't understand. No, yeah. And I think it ostracizes me from them a lot. No. <laughs> but... This is this is why I get along with so many people. Mm-hmm. Because that type of humor is so funny to me. But I also know when to turn that part of me off. Yeah. When I'm hanging out with other people, so I'm like, oh, I'm normal here. Then I go to like other friends, and it's like fucked up shit. Yeah. Race, like the most dark, racist, <laughs> fucked up humor I could think of. And I go to other people, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a normal boy. Yeah. But uh, so, that's amazing. I watched the first couple episodes of the Cuphead show. Oh, shit, that's out? Yeah. Fuck yeah. There's 12 episodes out so far. And uh, so far, like, it's it's really solid. The animation is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of going for like that classic cartoon plot line type of stuff, mm-hmm. but, uh, I think it's nice to see and it's really refreshing and all the jokes are like funny and it's not like, Hey, Mugman floss <coughs> type of shit. Um, but it's, it's good so far. I really like it. And like I said, the animation is really a draw. So just watch it for that if you can. But, um, I did that and then I binged through all of Peacemaker in one night. And that was amazing. Hell, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think I liked it more than the Suicide Squad, Same. actually. Same. Also, the Justice League cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck another fish. It's like, I, I'm really getting sick of that joke. It's like, I mean, but it's kind of true. Fuck you, Barry. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. That was great. Um, I want to see more Vigilante. Vigilante oh, fuck, is yes. the fucking goat. The prison scene was the greatest <laughs> scene in my life. I was like, this is so good. I love that he just walks up in the middle of these COs and like drags a trash can over to the window and they're all just wondering. God, it was so funny. Um, but yeah, I watched through all of that. Amazing. And then last night, uh, I've been doing this thing recently where it's like I can't sleep at all until my body is just completely physically exhausted. So I stay up until like sometimes seven in the morning. Um, but last night I decided to watch Crazy Rich Asians because the first time I tried to watch it, uh, I got about an hour in and then I fell asleep cause I was drunk. But last night I was sober and that was probably not a good idea because at 5am I cried roughly three times and that movie made me feel like a complete loser. And, um, yeah, but it was good. It was a great movie. I need to see it. it it's on HBO right now. I highly recommend it. Yeah. But, you know, make sure that you're mentally stable when you do, because it might make you feel like a loser. I always feel like a loser. Same. Speaking of something that made me feel like a loser, um, caught up on both the dub and sub of my dress-up, darling. Oh, yeah, that'll fuck you up right there. I'm watching Romance I'm, anime. I'm watching it, and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> like, watching romance anime, so it's like, Komi-san, I didn't get this, because it was just, like, nice, wholesome shit. Yeah. Dress-up, darling, is literally like, fuck, I wish I was Gojo. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> And it's like, dude, they do such a great job because so for those who don't know this 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 romance anime, the way it differs is the is the girl falls in love first, she, and so like usually we see the guy kind of go through that like, oh she's beautiful or, or there's some like perv jokes and, and there's some of those here, but this one is all through Marin's perspective of like oh my gosh Gojo's kind of cute oh shit I really like him it's like oh no. Yeah. And it's it's awesome. And they they just did the the one where they like he went to her house 
because he was going to borrow some DVDs. He said, we could just watch him here. And she starts realizing, like, oh, my gosh, wait, is this a date? <coughs> oh, shit. And she's, like, sitting there, like, blushing, doing all crazy. And he's just watching the show, like, mm. and she's over here just, like, freaking out. <laughs> and it's, like, it's so good. It, it, God, I love the show. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm like I want that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to watch romance anime. But uh, I'm definitely going to get into that one. I've seen a bunch of the, like manga covers on TikTok and the art in I've that. I've got four of them there. It looks incredible. And even the anime is like top tier shit. But um, I've also been reading, keeping up with all my recent manga. A Yashimon got pushed back a week. Wow. So now it's okay. offset. Or I guess, I guess they're still doing weekly for everything else. But I don't know if he just needed a break to write the next chapter. He just introduced a new gang of characters. The Todoroki Alliance, which is a biker gang. Nice. And the leader is the hottest motherfucker I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, you got to look him up. But uh, I, I read through that. That was pretty good. I'm waiting on the next chapter. My hero just had their big like endgame moment. A literal endgame moment with all the portals and shit. Um, well, yeah, because all of the, the it's literally the war shit. Yeah, because like the last thing that I saw was everybody facing off. Yeah, like, it's just like I'm like, ah, oh, shit. This they're they're about to do the like what like the final like Bleach Arankar arc, which is literally just fight, 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 that, fight, fight. That is exactly what the whole last chapter was about. They like had these all combined quirks to make like the FMA domes where they kept the homunculi in for mm. like the 24 hours. They made a bunch of those, so now we're going to see split-off characters, which is, I think, a good idea. Um, when Demon Slayer did it, they got a lot of good like development out of everyone in the fights, um, and I think this can do it really well. I read a new one called Akane Banashi, um, which is about like an old Japanese art form called Rakogu, which is like kind of a scripted acting performance. But the actor is always like, you know, sitting on their knees and performing all the different characters by themselves. So it's kind of like a weird um, stand-up in a way. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's pretty good so far. Akane is like a really like outspoken character, like the hot-headed little girl stereotype kind of thing. Um, but it's really cute so far. And then I read one last night that really fucked me up called Earth Child. Yeah, everybody everybody's been talking about the first chapter of Earth Child. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. Like it's it's all about this story about this girl that has like ESP powers and she's considered an Earth Child, which is like, oh, they the Earth has a defense system and it's basically it in these people. Um and they get the powers so that they can like protect the Earth and she saves this guy and uses like a men in black memory eraser thing, but he still remembers her because he's like I don't know what the fuck happened to me last night, but I have this weird memory of this very beautiful girl, and I'd really like to see her again. So he, like, goes about his life, like, thinking about her, like, man, I wonder where I saw her. And then he, like, sees her on the street one day, and he, like, grabs her, and he's like, oh, my God, it's you. And she beats the fuck out of him. <laughs> and he goes, uh, wait, sorry, no, uh, you saved me. I just wanted to buy you some tea or something. And she's like, how do you remember that? And he's like, I don't know. You're just really hot. <laughs> And then they go out to tea, and then um, she basically erases his memory again because she's like, oh, I can't do this. I could die any day, and I can't have anyone, like, grieving me when I go. Um, and then she, like, catches a robber in a store and writes on his back, same spot tonight, 8 p.m. or something. And then she leaves, goes back to the thing. 
she has this thought like, what am I doing? I can't be doing this. He's going to like catch feelings for me and I can't have that. It'll like ruin his life. Um, things go on. She nearly dies at one point and he comes to the hospital, proposes to her. They're together and he's like, I don't care where you go. Um, as long as you come home to me at the end of the day. And it's really sweet and nice. And then they end up having a baby and he's like, so this isn't like hereditary, right? Like this child could be fine. And she's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It just depends on like the level of a certain material in the bloodstream when they're like in the uterus. This is all in the first fucking chapter? Yeah, it's a long ass chapter. Okay. And it takes Jesus place Christ. over a couple of years. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but they have a baby. Baby's like completely normal as far as they know. And then they find out that an asteroid is heading towards Earth. And she is, like, the most powerful of the Earth children. So, like, all right, we have to send you or else everyone is going to die. And the husband's like, I don't care about the world. I don't want to lose you. Yeah. Um, Let everybody die. Fuck them. And she's like, no, you know that's not my thing. I can't do that. You stay here with our son. I'm going to go up there. And then uh, she's, like, she has to take, like, a space shuttle up there. She ends up dying, but she saves the Earth. Mm -hmm. And the man is watching with the baby, like, hugged to his chest the asteroid explodes into like a meteor shower and like a small piece of it comes down and falls in his hand and the baby like ESPs it up into the air and spins it around and uh, the chapter ends with him basically saying this is how I raised the earth's greatest hero or whatever holy shit so it it fucking hurt but it's really good so far (laughs) one chapter in what the fuck? Yeah, I'm gonna have to read that. This sounds so sick. And the art is really good too. I think you'll really enjoy it. Hell yeah! I'll have to check that out because that that sounds cool. Yeah, I recommend that one to everybody so far. Go check out chapter one. It's like five chapters worth of pages. Yeah, I've, I've been reading through Jujutsu Kaisen just because I'm like I can't wait for anything. So I'm going through that and being like I want to, you know, read. I just want to read, and like I got to the Shibuya incident, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Fuck!" I, it literally uh, Genji Akuma does not give a shit what shonen means. Uh-huh. This, this man or girl, or we don't know what they are. They're in like a mask all the time, but their their whole thing is they're just like, "So, uh, what if?" And hear me out. I actually kill characters, and you're just like, "You can't do that. It's illegal." <laughs> like and not and not just like the very obvious mentor side character is gonna die. like no like it's like there there are main characters who have not been seen since the fucking incident you're like are they dead what's going on Jesus. some like one of the girls in the cast just got burned to the point where it's like she is almost I think blind in one eye burn everywhere and it's just like it, but, but like Naruto ble- my my hero nobody died <laughs> nobody get hurt. <laughs> Everybody's fine at the end, and they're all friends. Yeah, like, and it's just like, nah. And Kenji's like, ha, that's funny. <laughs> I- ironically, uh, they're a huge fan of Bleach, and so it's like I'm seeing a lot of the same like Bleach isms, mm-hmm. but it's also like, fuck, could you imagine if Bleach did that shit too? <laughs> Turn <laughs> like, it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like if if Bleach was given like a higher rating, and then also like more freedom, because like what Genji's doing is like some excellent writing shit. It's it's because it starts off kind of generic shonen-y. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I've seen this before, but it's it's good still. But then it's like no 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 let's let's go a bit above. Let's do more. Let's get get hype. And so it's it's really good. Jujutsu Kaisen is one I, I highly recommend. And then um, obviously Duran Duran Ron. Yeah, that's so, getting 
to the point where they're like, all right, here's the overarching lore that's going to be the biggest problem. Yeah, because like they literally they literally go, by the way, here's the the demon that killed this man's mom. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> new guy steps out from the stomach of the dead demon. And he goes, ah, hey, what's up? I've been napping for like the millennia. And, and people are like, what, what, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's really warm inside the intestines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, what? And I love that the... Uh, the mentor girl and Dora are both like, what the fuck is that thing? Is that an Ayashimon? Because it looks like a normal guy. And then he just decimates Liter- like gun devil level shit. <laughs> I am so hyped. I hope this doesn't get canceled. I really hope it doesn't. Cause this looks so sick. Yeah. I also just love the art style still. I think it's really good. I hope that they kind of keep that like Western comic book style for the, uh, the anime. If it gets one, I hope so. That'd be sick. I I need more of this shit. I agree. It's really good so far. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing on that on that front. Um, I've been playing a little bit. I bought a Jedi Knight Outcast and Jedi Knight Academy for the Switch. Nice. And I just kind of dabbled for a bit, and I'm like, yeah, this game's still good. I'll probably do like a full playthrough of both at some point. But as it is right now, I'm just gonna kind of keep. Running Xenoblade, I did uh, dabble in Cyberpunk, so I can talk a bit about that. Uh, yeah, it's fucking great. I saw one video about it, and it was a guy that was like, they added throwing knives, and they threw one at a car, and it exploded and flew through the air over the buildings. It's it's still got its problems, but this is definitely the, uh, the preferred way well, to play. It's, it's a thing where it's like, it's 30 bucks right now, highly recommend it now. If you can buy it for cheap, get it now. If you if you have a PS5 or a Series X, if you have an Xbox One or a PS4, even if they're the pro and you know high-end versions, it's still gonna have problems. There's still content that is not going to those consoles. So the next-gen version is gonna be the way to play Cyberpunk. Um, nice. But if you have them, I would recommend it. Maybe not now. It's a very weird time they dropped it because of Horizon and Elden Ring. Yeah. But I think I think they just kind of were like, we're just gonna drop it because if we, if we announce it and say it's coming out at a certain time, people are gonna like. They've, like, they've learned their lesson about building expectations. Yeah, so I think they just went boom. Here it is, and yeah, you got like you got a week with it. Yeah. So I think I think it's good. I'm definitely gonna do a playthrough at some point, like all the way through. They've added uh, some new stuff. The I didn't get to, I didn't get to see it, but uh, you, so you can actually like sleep with your. Uh, um, romance options. So if you go to where, where they are in their uh, place, you just sleep on the bed, and you'll literally wake up lying like right across from them as they're like asleep next to you. Um, Catch me driving forty minutes out into the desert for that abso- Pan Am Putang. Absolutely. Um, and there, there's no more text conversations and shit. Pan Am sends you a nude. Damn. And granted, it's not like a full nude. They had to be a little tasteful with it, but it's still like it's a lewd, I suppose. Yeah, it's you're you're still like, hmm. That's nice. So I, I'm just glad that they added more interaction because yeah, because once you romance them, it's just like all right. You give them that call and they're like, I missed you. I miss you too. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh so yeah, it's getting it's getting a lot better. Uh, they've given you more apartments, so you can actually go purchase do newer apartments. That's dope. Um, there's one in Japantown. There's a high-end corpo apartment. There's obviously your apartment that you can then decorate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I immediately want to get that new corpo high-rise fucking excellent apartment. Shit looks sick as fuck. Um, 
and then a lot of the cars and guns are a lot cheaper because they're not uh they, they've made a lot of things more affordable it's not farming to get money and shit mm-hmm. uh so they're doing uh, doing really good uh it's definitely a step in the right direction i think realistically we need to wait for the the new content like dlc worth of stuff yeah um, you can also change your appearance just in your in your in your uh, apartment now. That so, surprisingly was like the biggest thing for me when so I played that game. Now you can't like fully change like your skin tones and everything. So like the stuff that's like right, like that, that hair, but hairstyle, makeup. nails, makeup. Uh, no, you can't change your penis size. Um, but Fuck. like yeah, but like all that stuff, right? Um, like all like the superficial shit, you can change. Um, including like eye color because you can like change to get cyberware shit or whatever. Mm. Um, but like that, all that stuff you can change now. So if you got sick and tired of a hairstyle, you can say fuck it, I'm gonna change it around. Um, but that's cool. Uh, the lighting's a lot better. So like, I think you remember like that kind of muted look in the character creation. Yeah, it's different. It's that's like you good. can actually see shit, and I'm like, good. Um, already, I like that because for a game so focused on neon it felt like a lot of areas were kind of lacking um the i played the nomad intro uh so when i first played the game there was that patch ripping off the patch always glitched and then when you had to move the like thing in your car Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're moving a wire where there's just the wire still there (laughs) and like just pretending to move it well you're moving a wire that you pulled out of the wire that's still connected, but you moved a, and disconnected it. But now there's like two of the same wire. Oh, one of those. Yeah. And that, now all all those small glitches are gone. So it's like everything is rolling smoother. Everything's fine. The driving feels way better. That's good. Yeah. So it, it actually feels like a fucking car and not ice. Because <laughs> I, I always wanted to do the... They have the Akira bike in this game. And yeah. I always wanted to do the Akira slide on it, but I could never get it just right. So I think you can now, and I'm, I'm definitely gonna do it once I find that fucking bike. But hell yeah, um, yeah, it's it's cool. This this game is uh, this game is definitely on the because like that's the thing the the bones of the game are great, the story, characters, like the general gameplay, like they were all great. It's just a lot of problems. Anyone who was kind of wanting them to bring everything they promised into the game, I feel will be disappointed even when the game is finished. Like they're done putting content, done posting anything because it's just shit happened. They lied. Yeah. And it's, and yeah, that sucks. And if you don't want to support that, absolutely go. Don't like, yeah, honestly, this fully game is within your, yeah. your rights to do. And like, it's, it's one of those things where like, I didn't get hype for this game. Like I was like, Oh cool. And then I bought it and liked what I had. But, like, I knew there was problems, but I still liked what I was playing. And then, you know, going through and, and playing, like, playing now, it's like, yeah, I can see where they're going to try to fix a lot of things. I can see where stuff's going to be changed. Um, obviously, like, they put in, you know, like, the lighting. And, like, I'm playing on the Series X, so I'm getting, like, 60 FPS um, I turned all like all the stuff that made the game look a little better. So like all the film grain and motion blur and all that stuff, I I turned off the fr- like playing on my Xbox One X, yeah, even on my I, PS5. I turned all that back on, reloaded a save. The world looks fucking beautiful, dog, especially at night. So like I I'm like I'm like hell yeah, this game is is on its way to be really good. I've never understood why motion blur is like a default setting in most games because it always looks like shit to me. It's looking pretty good in this one. 
But I think it's because it's first person, so I, I, I guess. That's true. I guess most of the time when I see it, I'm in third person, so. Oh, no, yeah, like, like Uncharted 4 had Uncharted 4 is fucking I'd turn that off immediately. Play. Speaking of which, did you see the um, the Nathan Drake costume in Fortnite? No, but it looks cool. Yeah, there's, there's... Isn't it 4? It's Nathan Drake 4 and then Nathan Drake movie, right? Yeah, it's like you can swap styles between the two, which is strange because they've never done one that's like, here's one for the game and the movie in the same like character slot, I guess. Hmm. But uh, now we got two Tom Hollands in Fortnite yep. and three Zendayas. Oh, yeah. When are we going to get Euphoria Fortnite collab? <laughs> <laughs> they add like drugs and condoms in the map. Condoms I give fucking, you shield. I tried watching that show, and I'm literally sitting here going, like, I'm so fucking uncomfortable. It's literally just, like, <laughs> new age Degrassi to Well, me. and, like, there's people, like, uh, people in the comments, like, in, like, TikToks and, like, every, on videos on YouTube defending it, saying, this is what high school's like. And I'm like, what fucking high school did y'all go to? Because none of this shit happened to me. None of this shit happened to my friends. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And granted, it's it's, like, heavily dramatized, obviously. But, like, it's uncomfortable especially when it's like by the way they're all in like fucking 11th grade yeah and i'm just like i don't want to watch this dog so i'm not i'm not finishing euphoria no no thank you yeah i'll stick to the tiktoks about euphoria high school yeah (laughs) those are great because it's all it's all adults dressing in, in like really nice uh clothes yeah so but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing uh, my past like I guess I guess for us it'd be two weeks because we there, we tried recording uh, last week didn't work out because car problems for both sides yeah and then uh, so we didn't get to record so we finally got the anime episode out I took I listened back to minute. it twice in the same day and I fucking love that episode I sent it to like everybody hopefully that one will get uh, some traction we uh, speaking of which speaking of traction. I tagged Yuri on Ice on the uh, the Instagram post about it. Nice. And like the third like that came up was from a Victor <laughs> roleplay account. And nice. I was like, should I follow this with the main account? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? Screw it. We got to get out there somehow. Yeah, we're good, we're just gonna go with uh, Instagram roleplayers as our networking system. That's that's gonna be our target audience. So Victor Nikiforov. I'm about to follow you. You're welcome, dog. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, and also a bit, little bit of a change when you when you hear this the next time. So, uh, episodes are now going to come out on Friday. Mm. Um, I I feel like it gives me a bit more time to edit, um, and not have to worry about shit just in case something goes wrong. Because man, I was having some problems with with uploading this bitch. <laughs> like it was several days of fucking up computer shit. I had Not my, on your end. Yeah, I was gonna but say, like, I had my car problems too, which I finally got that fixed. So I'm good on that. I can actually start, like, you know, not worrying about spending so much fucking money. I, I'm starting to think this computer just knows what we try to do and actively tries to prevent it. Yeah. I, I want to get a new laptop at some point, but we'll see. I found a good free video editing software that I'm trying to learn. Sweet. So. We just need to get some cameras and we'll be able to do... Because if, if we can put shit on TikTok, that's all I care about. Yeah. Honestly. Because at that point, we're set. Yep. But, um... Yeah. I'll get to the first, I guess, news story. We really don't have much this week. Um, and we're going to record a second podcast, too. So we'll see what we do. Um, 
Uh, Soul Hackers 2 announced for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So for those who don't know, this is a Shin Megami Tensei game. Uh, they dropped the Shin Megami Tensei title, uh, which honestly good because look how good Persona's gotten. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's coming out August 25th in Japan and then August 26th worldwide. So we're getting like those simultaneous releases like, now. It's about goddamn time. We, yeah, was... for real. Um, Did I see that they're doing a collector's edition? Yeah. Um, let me see if this has it. Uh, no, this does not. Well, character designs are on point. I will say that. Yeah, they, they're game looks very good. nice. This game looks really good. Uh, I don't see collector's edition here, but let me go through the report. This is from uh, Gametsu. Uh, Atlas has announced Soul Hackers 2 for PS5, Series X, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It will launch on August 20, 25th in Japan and August 26th worldwide. It features English and Japanese voiceovers in English, French, Italian, a bunch of subs. Um, so yeah, in Japan, it's getting a, a Soul Hackers 2 25th anniversary edition. So that's the collector's one. Uh, it includes three disc 25th anniversary music with 30 tracks. A 100-page 25th anniversary book with artwork, interviews, and more. A figure, special costume, downloadable content, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so yeah, story set in the midst of the 21st century, a little further in the future from now. Demon summoners live in dark societies and harness the supernatural power of demons. And Ion, a being that watches over the world, detects the world's forthcoming ruin. So yeah, you're pretty much, it's, it's an Alice game. You're going to go fight God. Yep. As a bunch of teenagers. But, but now yeah, you're cyberpunk teens. Yeah, it was like it's it's now all like hacking and phone shit. So uh, we'll, I, I just want to say I feel like this game is gonna come out and be a carbon copy of Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. I still need to play those. I own those both of That's them. That's the best SMT game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, I need to play through those. I was gonna play through uh, before Xenoblade. I was gonna play through Shimigami Tensei Five. Like actually sit through it, and then we saw the direct, and I just went, "Nah, fuck that Xenoblade." Yeah. So it's I will play through that one day. I have it. Have that steelbook sitting right the fuck there. Yeah. But that uh, was a great little collector's edition they made for that too. Oh yeah, I, I wish I would have gotten that. <coughs> but um, yeah. So new Atlas game. Um, I'm glad that Atlas is now kind of slowly, not only are they sl- getting with it, they're putting these games out everywhere too. Like the fact that this is coming out for Xbox, yeah, I think is, is, is very telling because, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 did not. Mm-hmm. Then Soul Hackers is coming out on Xbox. So I'm wondering if Sega is now kind of pushing things. So like maybe, maybe when they, when they put the, the, the law in of like, okay, we're putting, we're multi-plat. We're going to be a multi-plat studio. Certain things, obviously, they could just all of a sudden develop a, a version of other games. Um, obviously, Nintendo has rights to SMT, it looks like, for at least for five. Sony's got Persona. So we'll see. We'll also see how long those stay. Yeah. I want to know if it's like, is SMT5 going to be full exclusive for Switch or is it going to leave in a year? Um, will Persona go multi-plat at some point? So we'll see. But like, Soul Hackers 2 is coming out everywhere. Except for Switch. I wonder if that's because of how, if this is going to be like the, and I want to say next gen, but like a bit more powerful. Because mm-hmm. like even like pers- like case of what, like Persona 5, I could see coming to the Switch. Royal, however, I feel like would chug. Yeah. Because of like how much animations there are, all this really cool shit. Like I feel like that one would chug a bit. Um, So I wonder if it's going to be kind of the same thing where it's like an updated version on like the Royal engine. That's going to be like, yeah, it's going to run 
fine, but like if we put it on the Switch, it'd probably like frame drop hard. <laughs> and I think that both of these games that could get to work on Switch, but Atlas is not willing to put in that extra dev time mm. like Bandai Namco is, for example. Yeah. Like whenever they come out with a new game, it'll come out on everything, and then I'm positive that at least one year later it'll be on Switch. Like it's happened with every game they've come out with that's an anime tie-in in the last couple of years, and yeah. right now we're seeing it with Demon Slayer, which I'm very excited for. I can't wait to see those effects on the OLED. Oh yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Fuck yeah, yeah. I'm 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 happy for that because I have it on Xbox, but I haven't bought any season passes or anything, so I'll probably jump in like hard with that in it. So that's nice. gonna be fun. But yeah, Soul Hackers, uh, I'll I'll probably check it out. Probably on sale. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know, man. It, it's one of those where I'm like, yeah, this this seems like this will be a fun JRPG in that Atlas style. You know what? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, um, the next one. This is a little small one, but I think I think it's very interesting to talk about now. Um, this is Bethesda's official Twitter account. Attention PC players, we are retiring the Bethesda launcher and moving to Steam. Here's everything you're going to you're going to want to know about what to expect and how to migrate your Bethesda library to Steam. Um good. Less launches the better and also I wonder if this is a Microsoft thing. Yeah, I think it could be. Um but it really doesn't matter to me because all of my PC Bethesda library is contained within a mini nuke in my room. Yeah. So you know I think those were Steam keys anyway, actually. You have to run those through Steam. Hmm. So. Hmm. Um, the headset design for the PSVR 2 got got announced. I I remember hearing about when they did, like, the... Uh... That's what it looks like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they, they've now officially re- revealed what it looks like. Yeah, we got some, like, specs about it earlier, but... um. The closest thing that I can compare it to is, like, it has the headband of the VR1 with kind of the uh, the bullet point cameras of the Oculus Quest. And the controllers are very Quest-like, but the ring, the hard plastic ring goes around your wrist. And from what I've heard through that uh, spec interview or whatever, that's probably going to be for motion tracking mm-hmm. as the cameras are going to be. Um, so I think this is going to be one of the most powerful and economically priced headsets that can do the most shit. That's probably where I'm going to jump into VR, honestly. I, I think from what I've seen, it's going to be a good idea. They always get some exclusive VR games for PlayStation. And then you can play Half-Life Alex, Iron Man, Trover Saves the Universe, which is amazing. Beat Saber. Yeah, the I, I haven't really Final into Fantasy VR. 15 VR. Oh yeah, that is it. the fishing mini game, <laughs> and the uh, the little prompto takes pictures of girls thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to add this in here because this is funny. This is a game rain article. Uh, dad gets money back after daughter spends twenty thousand on Genshin Impact. God damn. Uh, video games have found a lot of ways to monetize themselves other than traditional sales. Some of those are lucrative, but the game, uh, some of bleh, some of those are lucrative that the game can actually be free to play. Popular title Genshin Impact uses a gotcha model that is extremely popular among mobile games. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 
Back at the end of 2021, a product manager named uh, Ling Chang Mong found himself 20,000 in overdue credit card debt linked to almost 100 unknown transactions. Oh my God. Apparently, his daughter spent all this money buying Genshin Impact pulls over six weeks. Dude. At first, Mr. Lim managed to get a refund for half of the money, but since then, the bank has reimbursed the whole amount. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I guess I can't really judge, considering that I did commit credit card fraud for Batman Arkham City. But, like, 20000 is like, a lot of money. Like, that's the thing, is that, like, I wonder how old his daughter was. Because I'd be the type where I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's like two five-star characters, dude. <laughs> wonder, I wonder if she got the character she wanted or if she's sitting there going, fucking no, 20000 and I only got this shit. It's never the ones you want. I, it makes me really upset at gotcha games and like how Ever Crisis is going to be kind of a gotcha with, with like costumes and weapons and shit, they said. Where it's like the people who cannot help themselves will buy this shit I, it, to the point where it's unhealthy. That's what gotcha is. It takes advantage of gambling addicts. Yeah, it's really annoying because, like, on because and and to be fair, a lot of these do give ways to play for like Genshin. You can play completely free and still get characters, yep. not spend a fucking dime. And it's like, all right, cool. But then, like, then you have that shit. Yeah, and it's like, god dang, bro. Some people just love the idea of spending money. Yeah, and that that's part of the. Th- the big thing with it is like you know you can play completely free and i think a lot of people like us would do that but then there's gonna be one guy out there that has way too much money or not enough money and still spends money that will outdo five other people and make bihoyo their money just from his own purchases yep but yeah i mean Genjin for a free to play game is insane, like quality wise, but it's still a gotcha game. It's yeah. still annoying. But it is what it is. And, you know, I'm I am not the uh I'm not the guy for that kind of shit. Like I'll I'm gonna play Ever Crisis when the chapters come out, play the chapter and dip. Yeah. And like if if and I, you know what? If I if if I can earn shit in game then yeah, I'll, like, cause I guarantee you what it's gonna be is like, hey, do you want to play Final Fantasy VII in Advent Children outfit? Absolutely. Try to pull for a five star outfit, or do you want Tifa in her cowgirl outfit or the purple dress? Here you go, like that kind of shit. The only gotchas that I play or have played have been like Overwatch, and in that one, I would only ever spend real money if I'd use the gift card. I'm like, oh, I got like five bucks left. I'm not gonna use this on anything. Let me get some loot boxes. And then uh, I've recently gotten back into Near Replicant, not Replicant, um, the iPhone one. Yes, the the mobile one, uh, because they did their anniversary event for one year, and um, no matter if it's during an event or just fucking nothing's going on, they will shovel summons at you, and just shove that shit down your throat because they're like, "Here, you played the game. Here's everything that you could buy for free," and it it got to a certain point where I compared once. Um, how much like gyms were versus like, okay, I, I have skip tickets. Skip tickets are where you can basically like autoplay a mission mm-hmm. and skip past the animations. So if you have a strong enough character, you can just get the rewards for a mission. 
Um, and you get, by the time I decided to start doing this, I had like 700 skip tickets. So I just powered through a bunch of shit in yeah. like two minutes and got like thousands and thousands and thousands of gems. They give you free summons in those things. And the more you summon, the cheaper it gets. Yeah. Um, it's the same with, uh, with a uh, fireman heroes. That's the only gotcha that I'm playing, but I'm not, I haven't bought anything in it yet. Yeah, because you, you don't more need you, to. The in more that you game. summon, yeah, because playing the story, you get orbs, and then mm -hmm. like you do all the event stuff, they give you orbs and characters and all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, there's plenty of content if you want the content. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it gotcha is a weird genre to get into as well. Cause Definitely. Because like, yeah, they are for mobile games. Like it, it, that's what it's for. Like. You're gonna play a fireman game because you want to get all your cool fireman characters. Like you know, I I think there's like Final Fantasy has it. Brave X, Brave X, yeah, Exodus. Yeah, is the gotcha one, and it's apparently fun. Um, I've played the prologue for it. And I'm like, cool. And then they gave I got Ash. I think Ash is the character you get mm. as like your here you go. You can summon warriors. And I'm like, okay. And so I got Ash, and I'm like, and I'm playing through it. It's pretty honestly like. For, for a mobile game, I'm like, yeah, I could see this being how you play mobile Final Fantasy because it's like, it's literally one touch. Like, I can play it like this and be done. That's kind of how it is with Nier, and I very highly recommend that game because it's like pretty much fully voice acted. There's cutscenes, nice. like a bunch of different stories that you can go through for different characters. It really like expands the universe of Nier more than the well, I guess the couple of games that we had because it's like you get stories for a whole game in one chapter yeah. and then you move on to the next chapter and it's a whole different world and character. It's just really good. Yeah. All right, next one. Um, I'm just going to start reading this uh, and you'll, you'll pick up the pieces. While the game has its fans, there's no escaping the fact that in a wider context, Battlefield 2042's launch has been a disaster for EA. Fan reception has been hostile, player counts have dropped like a stone, and the company won't even disclose how many copies the game has sold. With the game having been out for three months now and things far from improving, a report on X-Fire says that EA executives recently held an internal town hall meeting where not only was the game described as a miss, but a number of reasons were put forward for its calamitous launch. This is all in order to try to plot a path out of this mess. Uh, remember, games this big aren't allowed to die. Right. Uh, first up, here's the kind of omission you don't see very often in the industry about games on this scale, even if it's an internal meeting. Uh, Laura Miel, EA's chief studio officer, has led the discussion on Battlefield 2042 by acknowledging EA's wider success, both past and present, but said it's really important to acknowledge when we have misses. Uh, Miele continued, This is certainly the case with Battlefield's launch, which failed to meet the expectations of our players and, all, and also clearly missed our own expectations. Good. Uh, moving on, on to the factors blamed for the launch woe, Miele cites everything from the aging Frostbite engine... The quote, uh, the Frostbite version they were on was so old they had to go back and update it. So it was basically putting the game on a new engine. To the pandemic, which, yeah, that one's fair. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, add a global pandemic halfway into the project where the game teams had to work from home. We ended up with more new variables in development than we ever experienced before. To, you know, the bug content, which was historic levels, they said. <clears throat> this one is the best part of this. One final and very funny reason Miel cites is Halo Infinite. 
a game that is not Battlefield 2042. It came out around the same time and apparently created a, comp a comparison for multiplayer shooter fans that was not favorable because Halo Infinite was a very polished title, whereas Battle 2042 had bugs and wasn't as polished. Go fuck yourself on that one, dude. <laughs> Some of those factors, like the pandemic, are completely understandable. Others, like Trouble with Frostbite Engine, less sympathy for. Uh, and bringing up Halo, a game that has its own problems, is kind of stupid. Yeah, saying saying your game didn't do well because a good game came out around the same time is astronomically stupid. I, I, I think it is funny just because of, like, they literally went, if Halo didn't come out, people would have been forced to buy Battlefield and deal with it. Yeah, and... When and it, you think about it, every battlefield has launched in an awful state. The, 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 so the thing here, right, and I think we could probably ask Matt this when we go to see him, Battlefield 2042, as a game, even its bare bones isn't fun to play. Halo, even with its lack of content and its problems with the microtransaction shit, is still fun as fuck to play. And I think that this is probably going to piss someone off out there. But I think it's because Halo is trying to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and Battlefield doesn't give a shit. I mean, they haven't really given a shit since 4. Yeah. Like, so we've had Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, and now Battlefield 2042, and it just, like, doesn't feel like there's any reason to care. Because yeah, the devs clearly don't. It's the boy who cried wolf situation. Like, you can't keep doing this and expect people to be like, oh, yeah, Battlefield's coming out. It's got to be great. Well, I just love the the whiny like, well, you can't come out with a free-to-play multiplayer and a decent campaign. What the fuck? Gee, Bill, how come your mom let you have two wieners? <laughs> you guys, two? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, fucking like Call of Duty's over here going, you guys are getting wieners? <laughs> we just got bought. <laughs> but, you guys uh, like Attack on Titan? <laughs> Did you see the Armor Titan shit, bro? Yeah, it oh looks my. better than Levi, at least. The Levi looked like he was on crack. Yeah. At least, yeah, the Armor Titan looks, like, decent, but, like, still. Yeah. All right, but, yeah, I, th I just thought that was funny, so. Put those guys in Fortnite next. Honestly, yeah. Along I, with Cade 6, who is apparently coming. Ooh, wait, that actually, be, I'm kind of cool with that. Yeah. Make sure Nathan Fillion says all his shit. Hell yeah, dude. I want to see Nathan Fillion doing some goofy-ass shit in the trailer. Same. But uh, speaking of Nathan Fillion... Uh, oh, that's the little... We have that gate alarm now. Oh. Um, yeah, you guys in here, but we we've, we did a thing where if you pass through our front gate, you'll hear the alarm go off. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, it's kind of... So the Uncharted movie came out. It did. And if you want to see a really good live-action Uncharted, go watch that short film with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Honestly, like from what I hear on the Uncharted movie, it's just a fun action movie. But like, if you really want Uncharted, you got to go see that because that shit's great. Nathan Fillion is what I picture live action Nathan Drake. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Speaking of video game movies, did we bring up the fact that there's a Sonic cinematic universe now? Yeah. So they're apparently doing a, th a third movie um, and a Knuckles spinoff for Paramount Plus. Yeah. That theme song better be the fucking Knuckles rap remastered. Yes. I want them to go so hard into the memes, dude. And I, Idris Elba better rap it. That would be amazing. But my biggest worry is that when I hear Knuckles spinoff, I always think about the Archie comics by Ken, Ken Penders. Penders. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I went, get that shit I, away from me. I went down that rabbit hole the other day. I'm just like, what's so bad about Ken Penders? And I'm just like, oh. Have you seen Jesus. his new rendition of Lara Sue? No. It's horrifying. Great. Uh, he still owns that character somehow. and Wasn't his, his created character? Yeah, he he created characters for the Sonic Archie comics. He, he like, made Knuckles. Like, there was apparently, like, a Hitler-esque Nazi regime of echidnas. And I'm like, uh, what? Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, and he, he, got, he got really mad at the best game ever made, Sonic Chronicles of the Dark Brotherhood for Nintendo DS, because he was like, they're taking my plots... And they're taking all my storylines. I love and the, my characters. The one storyline he's like, they took my dark brotherhood, and I'm like, motherfucker, that's the most generic shit. Yeah, everyone can have in a video game. I can't walk outside without bumping into fifteen dark brotherhoods. Yeah, like fuck. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is, bro. I I recommend watching. Have you seen uh, Matt McMuscle's What Happened for that? I don't think I have. Yeah, he did one for that that video game specifically, and I'm just like, yeah, Ken Penders. Yeah. This motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm actually going to start reading the new IDW comics, because apparently they're sick as fuck. I, uh, I did sent some... me the, the You sent me the volume one. I Did thing. you buy that yet? Uh, no, not yet. I'm okay, I too. now I'm recommending not buying that, okay. because they're doing a thing now that's... Um, like a bigger hardback edition Ooh, good. that also includes the spinoff books. Um, and I don't have those yet and they all go in, in plot order. order, Good, which is leaps and bounds better than what Archie did. Yeah. They would do, okay, here's like five issues in a book, but we're going to take out this one issue that was like Mecha Knuckles. <coughs> Sorry. I got the Mecha virus. <laughs> But um, it's like they take out the Mecha Knuckles and Mecha Sonic fight. They take out first appearance of Super Sonic, sell that in a more expensive book that's out of order. And it's like IDW's like, hey, you want to read our stuff? Here you go. Yeah, like already, like I don't even like the Sonic like comic shit. But I already just hearing IDW being like, this is sick. Yeah. Like Archie just kind of was like, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Whereas IDW is like, like yo, you like the turtles? You like Sonic the Hedgehog? Here's all the four kids shit. That was on, like, four kids TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got that shit now. And, uh... Could you imagine if they got, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! comic? Oh, that would be amazing. Like, make it about that American headband guy. Hell yeah. Keith. Bandit Keith. <laughs> America. He's... Dude, that guy was so funny. Uh, did you see that TikTok I see where it's like, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! but only Joey can cuss? <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that, man. It's like, I will beat you, Sato Kaiba. <laughs> Not so fast, Yu-Gi. Yeah, get his fucking legs, Yu-Gi. <laughs> beat his fucking ass, Yu-Gi. <laughs> um, oh, dude, that shit would be so good. But, uh, like... I think you're really going to enjoy these IDW things because... They, is it, can you start here? Like, you don't have to read anything else. No, like, it's it's its, its own, own restarted canon. The Archie stuff does not matter at all. Good. And um, Are they going to bring any of those characters back? Like, because I know... Because doesn't Ken have the rights to, like, Scourge and all those other people? Yes, but uh, IDW created a character named Surge <laughs> who is, like, a female, like, rival to Sonic... And I actually like her design a little bit more than Scourge. I mean, Scourge was just green and he had a leather jacket. Yeah, so. he was just green, edgy Sonic. Yeah. But um, Surge seems really cool. I like her design. And then uh, they're bringing in like some fan favorite stuff. Like um, on one of the ones that I have, I haven't read through any of them yet, but I've been steadily buying them, 
It's uh, Sonic, Blaze, Vector, and a bunch of other people on like the Sonic Riders Hell Air Gear yeah. stuff. And it seems like there's a little tournament arc in there. So lots of cool stuff in there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get into that. I'll, I'll let you. I'll, I'm, I just I want good Sonic shit, bro. Yeah. Like being a Sonic fan, it's just like, man, we're not eating. This is this is where it starts. I think them doing the movie stuff. And yeah, then, the movie was great, and then now we're getting the second one, which is pretty much a Sonic 3's adaption. And it looks incredible. Yeah. But uh, that, and then these IDW comics, written really well. Everybody seems to like them a lot. And then that guy is making the new game. So He's, Yeah, the fact they got the writer for the IDW comics to write the new game is great. Yeah, we're going up, baby. Yeah, so I'm hoping Frontiers is good. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Sonic Sonic Replicant version one point whatever. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. I'm I'm not I've been burned before by Sonic, so I'm just like, uh from about two thousand six onward was just <laughs> nightmare fuel. Yeah, I'm looking here at the Sonic timeline. It looks like it goes two thousand five, two thousand seven. What happened in two thousand six? Everybody was on vacation. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll hopefully get some good Sonic shit. Yeah, I'm actually excited for Frontiers because fucking Forces, bro. Yeah, Forces like, was... Like, the music, I loved the music, and then it had some, like, good ideas, but executed awfully. I would recommend uh, watching the What Happened on that one because I watched I watch it and I was like, Jesus, this game could have been so cool. There's a lot of What Happens I need to see, I guess. There's a lot. No, well, there's a lot on Sonic. Sonic 06, Sonic Boom, Sonic Extreme, Sonic Forces. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ. I found a world last night, not last night, but the night before, where I could get uh, Sonic VR chat skins. Hell yeah. And uh, there's one that you can get where it's Tails, but he's in the Adventure 2 mech. Fuck yeah. And when you walk, the mech walks, but when you move, Tails moves his hands in the cockpit. It's really cool. And then I found one that's Sonic's head on Zero Suit Samus's body, so I had to cop that. <laughs> God, I love the internet. Same. All right. Uh, let's go on to this one. So these are two stories that kind of coincide with each other. Uh, Platinum Games leads criticize gaming companies' NFT motivations, and they single out Konami specifically. Fuck yeah. Nice. This is their quote, by the way. If it smells like money, Konami's going to be there in a heartbeat. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Platinum Games executives... Uh, Atushi Inaba and Hideaki Kamiya says that they haven't been considering NFTs in the gaming space and have called out what they see as the money-hungry gaming companies that have adopted NFT schemes. I think a lot of that is like 99% Kamiya, 1% that other guy. Oh, yeah. It straight up says Kamiya called out Konami in particular. Uh, the execs say they understand that NFTs have been the talk of the town, but as it stands, they see it as a way only for driving profit within a company and have little to no positive impact on creators or gamers. Yeah. The topic of NFTs have been contentious, so those who might have feared that Platinum Games might join the party won't need to fear. In an interview with G uh, F VGC, Jesus, uh, Inaba says, the people who are trying to promote NFTs and, and partner with gaming companies, their conversations seem extremely one-sided. Hey, you're going you're gonna to make money, but how does it benefit the user or the creator? If I want to spend my time on something, I want it to benefit making good games. Inaba says that as content becomes increasingly digitized, the concept of NFTs could become more important. However, as he sees it, early adopters are using them to just are using them just to profit. As a result, Inaba has no interest in making NFTs a part of Platinum's business. 
Uh, Kamiya also notes that he and that he has absolutely zero interest in NFTs because he thinks of himself more as a gamer at heart rather than a businessman. Doesn't have any benefit for users at the moment, Kamiya explains. In the future, if it ex if expanded into a way that has a positive side for users, then maybe I'll start to be interested in what they do. But I'm not seeing that at the moment. It's just one more reason for me to respect Kamiya. Uh, additionally, other Japanese companies like Square Enix and Konami have expressed their interest in NFTs. When asked whether it was it was surprising that Kon uh, Konami justified or uh, jumped on the NFT train so quickly, Konami was fairly brutal uh, in the assessment. Not really. <laughs> if it smells like money, Konami will be there in a heartbeat. While some companies have been embracing NFTs, often a huge backlash, others have been similarly hesitant. Sega explained that it would drop NFT plans if they end up being perceived as simple money-making schemes. Uh, EA CEO Andrew Wilson also previously said NFTs are going to be an important part of the gaming industry's future. However, he eventually stepped back, saying that the company was not actively pursuing NFTs. So, there you go. Platinum Games, no NFTs, but that they're also in hot water. <laughs> That's true, but but hey, at least at least they can stand on their principles. Even even if they go down. They will go down with my respect forevermore because they would not fold and they basically lived the plot of Metal Gear Rising. Did you see, by the way, Ubisoft Quartz's thing? The, their NFT thing they put in Breakpoint? No. There were only 15 transactions for that. Okay. Which means like... that all the money they put into the NFTs... The making them, making the storefront, making all that stuff... Oh, you mean like... 15 people bought into it. Yeah, only 15 oh, people. Damn. So it was a failure as it stands. So yeah, only 15 people. Only There were only 15 transactions in Ubisoft Quartz. I thought you meant they had like 15 different options. No, 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 no. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so at least last I checked, it could have gone up. But last I read, it was literally only 15 transactions were, were done. That's so low that it could realistically all of them have been a mistake. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, I really don't think NFTs are going like everybody's like, like, you know, fearing NFTs and gaming. I don't think there's going to be a spot for them for a while until people can look at NFTs and go, well, here's something I could do. And it's, and it's creative people, not just I'm gonna do the same fucking chimp JPEG over and over and over and over again mm -hmm. with, with a hat this time or gold teeth or a chain. Like, no, like once, once it becomes something that's like, yeah, I can see this being like creative. Like that's what Nintendo's very, I'm very interested in their response. I was like, we just don't see the point. Like there's no joy or fun to be had in these. So we don't really care. We're interested in like, you know, the, like the meta shit, but like, Oh, uh, like they they're interested in meta because of their shit for like the Meverse and all the other stuff they've done in the past. But it's like well, until we see the fun and joy to be had there, we don't really care. The only real benefit that I could see to it having in my mind is just as a game license. Like you buy a digital game, you have the the NFT proving that you own it. So if something fucks up with your account or something, you still have that. Yeah, that is the only, and it's a very small little thing that I could see being beneficial. But I, I mentioned this to you, but NFTs feel like, because you, you get a receipt that says you own a picture or mm -hmm. a whatever, and it's minted in the blockchain, but anybody can just take that shit and put in, like, you know, copy, paste, save as, whatever. I, I saw a really and, funny and, and TikTok. I, I said, 
I want to get to this real quick and you get to see it because I want to hear the TikTok. I said it, it feels like people buying fucking planets and stars. Yep. Where it's like, you don't own that fucking planet. Yep. You, you, you have a certificate that says you named a star. It's like, you don't own that fucking star. Yeah, but if we get the technology in your lifetime for you to go there and then you get there and see that there are aliens and you show them this piece of paper, they're going to fucking eviscerate you. Yeah, you'll be disintegrated. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the TikTok. Uh... They have this like Windows plug-in where you have little Mikus walking around your dashboard and they can pick up and move things. This girl made one where it's like one of the little Mikus walks up to an NFT of a monkey and picks it up and she's like, No, Mika, you don't own that. <laughs> Bro, you and me, it's so weird, like our for you pages are so similar. Every time we start looking at TikTok at the same time, I'm like, Oh, I I got that one like an hour ago, and you're like, Oh, I got that one like an hour ago. Yeah, and there's like the only ones that are different is like our taste in women. Yeah. yeah. And even then we get a lot of the same yeah. ones anyway. Any gaming anime related one is just like the same shit. We're like, oh, I saw that. Oh, I saw that one. And then it's like, hey, did you see this chick? And you're like, no. And then <laughs> and then it's like, hey, I saw that later, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I saw that this morning and I was laughing because I'm just like, it's like, oh no, Miku, that's illegal. Yeah, I loved that one. But yeah, one more platinum story. Um <laughs> Jesus, Platinum. Uh, Platinum CEO says he won't dismiss acquisition offers as long as our freedom is respected. So, yeah. Platinum Game CEO suggested that 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 the Bayonetta studio would be willing to entertain acquisition talks in the future should its freedom be guaranteed. Speaking to VGC following his recent promotion to President CEO, uh, uh, Atushi Inaba was asked about recent consolidation in the games industry, most significantly about Activision Blizzard, and if Platinum would be open to offers. Inaba responded by saying he'd be open to any possibility as long as Platinum was afforded the kind of independence he expects Microsoft to offer Activision once its deal is completed. Quote, uh, The most important thing for us is to have the freedom to make the games that we want to make, he said. What I hear about the recent acquisitions, I don't think Microsoft is going to start micromanaging Activision to where they take away all their freedom. I don't think it's going to be a relationship like that. I think there's going to be a lot of mutual respect there, and I think Activision will be able to continue doing what they do best. That's also what most. That's also what's most important to us at the end of the day, whatever form that takes for us and our company. So I would not turn anything down as long as the freedom was still respected. Uh, Inaba previously suggested that Platinum would not be interested in a sale. Uh, Jesus. Uh, Inaba previously suggested that Platinum would, would not be interested in a sale to Microsoft, which, is pu- which has publicly stated its desire to add Japanese studios to its first-party roster. Uh, so that was, I guess, a previous thing they said. Um, Platinum is uh, one of Japanese uh, Japan's most prominent independent game developers, known for its uh, enviable track record of creating original games such as Bayonetta, Wonderful 101, Vanquish, and National Chain. Um, as well as high-profile collaborations like Metal Gear Rising, Nier Automata, and Star Fox Zero. Um, <laughs> and the one we don't talk about. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, Platinum received investment from Chinese company uh, conglomerate Tencent. So there's that. But yeah, so it seems that they're open to being bought. And it seems like they're cool with Microsoft doing it. Yeah. I my biggest thing here is I think it would either be Microsoft or Nintendo. And the reason that I say that is because Nintendo whenever they go to Platinum they're just like, "Yeah, fuck it. Make whatever you want. We'll finance it, put it out." And that's what happened with Bayonetta 2 
And that was like... And Astral Chain. And Astral Chain. But Bayonetta 2 was like one of the only good M-rated games on the Wii U. And yeah. it was exclusive. I keep forgetting that game was Wii U. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, like with Bayonetta, um, Bayonetta 2's physical release, it gave you a copy of Bayonetta 1. Yeah. So, yeah. If that it, was a great value when it came out. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to I wanna get to this quote, too, which I think is really... Uh, um, really interesting. Um, they were asked why Japanese biggest companies don't seem to consolidate as frequently as Western companies. Uh, Inaba said he was surprised there weren't more mergers and acquisitions. I agree, uh, he said. You don't see that a lot in Japan, and personally, I think it's weird. For some of these big companies with all their money, you sometimes think, come on, buy some companies up already. Uh, it does feel strange to see Japanese companies being passive all this time. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, honestly, and this is me coming from a, a guy who would be like, "Look, if I was in Microsoft shoes, I'd buy that shit up immediately." Yeah, because and I don't even care if it would fuck up the the fucking active Activision rumors. I'd just be like, "A Japanese company wants to work for us, like they want to, and it's one of the ones with the best track records of quality." Yeah, well, the case <laughs> in point: Metal Gear Rising, Nier Automata, Astral Chain, Bayonetta One and Two, Vanquished. Wonderful 101. And, like, the TMNT game is whatever, but I like Transformers Devastation. I think it was really fun. I fucking love that game. So I think I think this would... And then, you know, if they are bought, Scalebound could come out, maybe. Hopefully. I... Whatever. Um, <laughs> but, like, honestly, I think that they would be a great fit for Xbox. Because I don't think... Pl- Platinum wants to make crazy, goofy-ass games. And it's the same company who has Tim Schafer on their board. Yeah. Could you imagine Tim Schafer and Platinum doing something? That would be crazy. The crazy-ass combat of Platinum games with the crazy fucking mind of Tim Schafer. Can you imagine a Brutal Legend sequel developed by Platinum Games? Ooh. <laughs> Microsoft, buy them bitches up immediately, please. <laughs> I've been waiting on that shit forever. Brutal Legend, like, shaped my personality. <laughs> well, like, and that's that's kind of the thing that I, I like, because, like, Platinum Games, it's very clear that they are, like, they just like making action games. Yeah. That and, and granted, they've also they don't just want to be known as the action game company. They want to branch out, but it's like that's what their bread and butter is. And so you know, Microsoft would the and like Microsoft, the way Microsoft has done it is they go, look, we'll we'll let you make your dream game as long as you make this game. Mm-hmm. And Platinum, I guarantee, would be like, yeah, fuck it, we get to make the the one we want to make as long as we make this shit for you. Yes. And so they can make their big like they so like if Microsoft buys them, they finish Scalebound, make it the single player game they want, and then they go do something they want to do, and it's we're all good because I think Scalebound would be great for Xbox first party because if it does really well, you now have a new mascot in Drew, yeah, as a protagonist, and then it's like cool, you have an action game on your board that can be cinematic, story driven, goofy, fun, and that would also draw in a huge like niche audience that's out there, yeah, because Platinum by itself just has a big fan base of people that really like that style of game and if they made an xbox exclusive i think you'd see a lot of those people buying xboxes to play it i think too is is best case scenario microsoft would also let them make a game on nintendo yeah so if, Bayonetta, I mean, they, so if they're gonna do another bayonetta or do something else they'd be like yeah go make it yeah like say bayonetta 4 gets announced switch an xbox no ps5 i could see 
Astral, know, Astral Chain 2 gets an Xbox release. I, I don't know what the deal is with Astral Chain because I know they've talked about it's supposed to be a trilogy. We wrote it as a trilogy. Yeah. But I don't know if they've signed any paperwork mm. with Nintendo for the trilogy or if it was just the first game. Yeah. But I don't know. I think they would let them do it either way. But yeah, because Nintendo's the one who owns the IP for that one. Okay, then yeah, I, th- I think they would continue to let them work on that. And, yeah. And uh, that would probably be Nintendo exclusive still, but still. If I, I, I bet there would be a thing where it's like Nintendo, like they would go where it's like, hey, let's let's make a deal. Like, since we own Platinum, can we get Bayonetta 2 now that it's been a while since, you know, you guys have had it? Can we get Astral Chain 1? And like, have it, make it where it, yeah, it's a year exclusivity to Nintendo and then it comes to Game Pass in a year. Imagine if they they had that deal go through and then you get a collection like we got on the switch but it's bayonetta one two and three for a series in x. hd series x 60 fps mm-hmm. only on series x hell yeah dog we enhanced the booty physics in this one <laughs> you can see the jiggle of her ass cheeks when she flips around see every fold but yeah uh, we talked about it a bit too, because like I think when Scalebound is happening, but yeah, it seems they want to be bought, and I wonder if it's because of uh, I, Babylon's Fall. Yeah, because that game looks like it's gonna fail. I mean, it's it's a 360 game. It's like an early 360 game from what it looks, and that's how it started development. So. And, and and PlayStation paid for that. Yeah, that <laughs> I don't think that's gonna go too well when that hits. Yeah, I mean. It's very clear um, Square Square is going to be fine, I think, because apparently Avengers almost tanked the fucking company. Um, but, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, pulled them out of, out of the fucking ditch. And now they have Final Fantasy VII 16, Remake Part 2, Forspoken, um, that are all, like, these big AAA, you know, single-player games that I, th- I think are great. So I think I think they'll be fine on that front. Well, I, they would have deserved it if they had gone under because it's like that Eric Andre meme, like the Hannibal Burris is kingdom hearts Avengers and like all that shit. And then square Enix is Andre and just who could have killed them. (laughs) Well, it's like, again, I wonder, I wonder how much of the square Enix, like Avengers stuff was square Enix and, and Marvel. Cause like at, at some point, like obviously square Enix higher ups were like, we need a destiny. Yeah. Fuck, we got the Avengers license? Do that. And I'm just like, alright. Like, I don't know. To me, like, Avengers could have been the Ultimate Alliance 3 we all wanted. Like, granted, I like Ultimate Alliance 3 on the Switch. Like, could you imagine, like, big 3D cinematic shit? Like, that would have been great. Because, like, as it is, like, I, I dabbled in Avengers because it was on Game Pass. It's fine. There's just no content. Yeah. Even with the new updates, it's like, yeah, okay, I guess. But wasn't enough really to me yeah it's it's just a really rough situation with that whole game like there's barely anything good you could say about it at all but uh i think the only good thing you can really say is that it showed square enix don't fuck around and find out yeah but um yeah so that's uh i'd say that's the end of the podcast is there anything else you really want to talk about anything else you want to mention uh no all right. Well, guys, thank follow you. Follow us on Instagram, I guess. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Podcast. Uh, go check us out. Share this with your friends. Get the name out there because we're we're we're, we're kind of doing some behind the scenes stuff to try to get us out there. Um, but we want to be able to get some high profile guests. I want to I want to be and not just like 
popular get like a Markiplier or PewDiePie or whatever. I want to get like industry people. Yeah. Like I want to get someone who's worked on games, someone who's worked in QA, someone who's a writer and like all this stuff just so we can get like interesting, you know, things out there. Like I'd love to have Mick Gordon on the podcast to talk about like soundtracks and video games. Yeah. Cause I think be that'd awesome. be sick. It, and it's that kind of shit. Like I'd also love to have like voice actors and stuff where it's like, we yeah, can, like uh, just top of my head, like er- Erica Limbeck. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Who knows? Amanda Lee? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, honestly, well, like, it it would be so sick to actually talk and be like, so, like, what, like, because that to me is more interesting than just like, oh, we're here with Ludwig. Yeah. What's up, dude? Like, you know what I mean? Like, instead, it's like, so, like, you talk to someone who's been in the gaming industry and kind of shed some light on what it is like to work on these big games. I want to know what it'd be like to talk to his Joe Zija specifically, just because see the, how he is, just the trajectory, the trajectory <laughs> of his career. Yeah, like doing some voices in Persona Five and going to that event, and everyone just being like, "That's Claude." Yeah, that I I want to know his story really bad. I'd I'd want to see just like, hey, bro, what, what like what was it like too? Like to ask him like, okay, so before you you were kind of just doing voices here and there, you had some roles here, and then you got Claude, and then boom, you're a household name. He's also a writer. He writes uh, fantasy sci-fi novels. Hell yeah! Like big space epic type shit. Yeah, I'd, I'd love like it's people like that. I'd love that just have on the podcast because it'd be so interesting to to see what th- what they're like. Fuck, I dropped my phone. Whatever. <laughs> Let's get Tomar on the podcast. Hell yeah! <laughs> That'll be our line to Eric Lindbeck. Hey Tomar, uh, so we just got you on the podcast real quick. It's going to be a short episode, maybe five minutes. Can you give us Erica Lindbeck's number? <laughs> That's all right. Thanks, bro. No problem. Hang up the Discord call while he's talking. Immediate. We'll see. Do you want to hear about my? <laughs> just you immediately just hear dial tone. And we're just like silence. Just like hello. I love you. <laughs> I want to take you away from all this. <laughs> I, I find it like I honestly I feel like this is gonna be on brand for us now. It's like anytime Eric Kalimbeck is in a thing, we're both just like ah. <laughs> yeah, I I had this really funny idea where um the fir- if we ever do a video podcast, just like wear full Erica Lindbeck like merchandise and just like not even mention it, just pretend it's completely normal for both of us. Get like those fake tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be uh, amazing. There's there's one moment where one of us has to stand up and get something you see like an Erica Lindbeck trip <laughs> like a trip stamp. <laughs> oh god! Oh, this would be the greatest like video podcast we've done, and you know it's gonna get to her too. It says like this hole belongs to Erica. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so oh, uh, yeah, you know what our first video podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna know it's, it's and the joke is like, so our top video game waifus number one, Jesse Raspberry from Final Fantasy Seven uh, <laughs> Remake. Uh, I just think you know her voice sounds pretty good. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> number two, Futaba from Persona. 5. <laughs> sounds pretty good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we'll see if from signing off your two Erica Limbeck simps. <laughs>
So yeah, have a good one, guys. And that's I, all. Okay. Before we go, I need to point out that these are jokes. We do yes. love Erica Lindbeck, like, but we would never want to make her uncomfortable. Yeah, like it, realistically, like we think she's cool, and like she's she is one of my favorite voice actresses. Like she's voiced like great characters. She's in Tales of Arise, Final Fantasy VII, Persona Five. Like I like I like her voice in in hearing video games. I, I mean, we great. wouldn't know about her at all if we didn't love her work. Yeah. So. A testament to her as a great actress. It's just, well, it's the same thing for me with like, um, <clears throat> fuck, uh, with like, I I love seeing Nolan North and shit, like, and like I love I will I will simp for that man. Like I'll do a, I'll like you can dress on Eric Limbic shit. I'll have Nolan North tattooed on my chest as a bit, because <laughs> it'd be funny. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but like, it's it's one of those things where like I don't know, you know, like I, li- I like voice actors. I like seeing how they are. Like I. I love the idea of voice acting. Yeah. Like seeing like these people who like, cause quote unquote live act or regular acting, live action acting, whatever the fuck you call it. That's like, you're doing full body stuff. You gotta do so much, but there's something about voice acting where it's like, you have to convey emotion and everything, but just kind of stand in there. Yeah. And like, you know, you, you have to also find voices that fit. Cause it's one thing if like, if you're, if your face and voice are attached to a character, that's one thing. But if it's like it's just your voice, you now have to make that voice fit. And yep. so far, Erica Lindbeck has let her voice fit pretty well. Like I I truly was like like Futaba's a great example. She fits the role of this like young shut-in girl. Mm-hmm. And then you go hear her in fucking as Meredith Stout in Cyberpunk, and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Night like, and day. You yeah, you go from like cute small, like I need to protect to like Jesus Christ don't hurt me it was really hard for me to even tell that it was her as mustard packet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there there you go like I only knew that because I think she posted about it yeah and I was just like oh shit but it's so good but like, yeah like the yeah these are all jokes we're, we're gonna make these jokes if if if, the, if they make her uncomfortable we'll happily stop but like Absolutely, we just think we're not big enough for her to know that we well, exist yeah, it's, yet. It's fair, but like we just we just think it's. I to me, it's more the joke of simping for somebody so hard that I think it's hilarious. Simp humor is hilarious. Yeah, so like we'll we'll I mean we'll we'll do that for multiple people. We'll do a jo- get Joe's teacher on. We're all like we have like no polygons, like <laughs> deer antlers, and be like, so how you doing, man? We both cosplay as Claude. <laughs> I cosplay as Josie. <laughs> Get the same facial hair, <laughs> cut my hair down, and just be like, so- like spray on a little beard. I, I start talking like him. So, uh, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> Try to match his body language through the whole podcast. <laughs> I just yeah, because like the idea of like standing and simping is so stupid to me. Yeah. I love making fun of it. Yeah, like, I mean it's it's just like parasocial relationship like ridiculousness yeah. is so funny from the outside. Obviously, it's sad like to actually think about, but like yeah. It's hilarious to like actually go, man, someone really cares that much about a person they have never met. Yeah. It's funny to me because like you don't even know these people. Like as far as we know, Joe Zija could, I'm not going to actually finish that sentence. It's like, <laughs> that's it's like, I was about to say he's a massive racist, but like, no, I don't believe that. <laughs> Just like, like. <laughs> First Even have. though Joe is a massive racist, we still love him. <laughs> First thing I ask him on the podcast, so ethnic cleansing, what you think? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> I love Jose. Don't think he's a racist. Like, I need to say that now. All right, we need to stop. We need to yep. keep saying things that we need to apologize for. So, <laughs> welcome to this podcast. I still have to apologize for the N-word Olin. <laughs> That's the one episode that if we get big enough, I'm <laughs> deleting immediately. We had to explain that to so many people. <laughs> I love Joey's. He's like, I just kept getting more uncomfortable every time you said you opened your mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, welcome to my life. <sighs> uh, anyway, guys, have a good one. And as always, take it sleazy.